Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. The title of the message tonight is Full of Surprises. Full of Surprises. We're gonna read some scriptures together. I have had a look at at the disciples, at the following experience. I've had a reflection on my own and I found some common experiences in following Jesus. And so we're gonna read a few different Scriptures. And the first one is um, one about Peter. he's, He's out fishing because that's his job. That's what he does. That's his custom. It's normal. And they're fishing all night and they catch nothing. And um, Jesus shows up and He says, put your net on the other side. And they do. And like fish start flying into this net like crazy. The nets break. And and this is where we'll pick up the verse. It's in Luke um, 5, Luke 5, verse 8. Here we go. It says, when Simon Peter saw this, he sees the miracle. He fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me. Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. They were astonished. The next scripture I want to read is um, that is they've now started to walk with Jesus. Jesus called um, Peter to walk with him. Hey, come and follow me. And so they begin to spend time with Jesus and um, they, they watch him heal people. They watch him set people free. And after he heals a paralytic man, this is their response. In Luke 5 verses, I think 26, there we go. Everyone was gripped with wonder and awe And they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. They were gripped with wonder and awe. And then the last Scripture I want to look at, it is now in Acts and Jesus has gone back and He's um, left the Holy Spirit to to empower them that they would do what Jesus did, that they would do what they had seen Jesus did. And the response of those people around them was everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the Apostles. And so what I've found to be common is this idea of being surprised by Jesus. And so before we go any further, let us pray. Father God, we just thank You for Your Word, that it is sharp, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And so God, would you, I pray your, your Word would be loud tonight in our hearts, that your leading would be loud tonight in our hearts, that we would know your prompting, that if there is a next step, God, that we would hear it, that we would be attuned to your Spirit tonight. And God, would you reveal your Word to us in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Do you like surprises? Anyone like surprises? You're a fan of surprises? Are you good at surprises? No one's good at surprises. No one's, I'm, I'm not like all that great at surprises. I get too excited and I tell James every time. I'm like, I, and, and I ask for permission. I'm like, I'm gonna reveal it. And he's like, yes, you can. So it's his fault because he lets me give it away. I'm not very good at surprises. Um, 
Most surprises, no, some surprises aren't like you don't respond with excitement. A good surprise is so shocking that it's just like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I've once ruined a surprise, like big time, like I ruined it, like shouldn't have trusted me with this one. So my sister's pregnant and um, she didn't want to know the, the gender of the baby until everyone knew. So she thought it would be a good idea to pick me to be the one to know. And so I was like, okay, I got this, man. I'm good at this. You can trust me. I got you. And so she gets this like piece of paper that says whether it's a girl or a boy and she puts it under her mat at her home so I can come and pick it up. And I come and I pick it up and I see it's a girl. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I take this, scrunch it up, put it in the toilet and flush it. Like I took this very seriously, you don't understand? I'm like, no one will know the gender of this baby yet. Uh, no one will know that she's a girl. Like no, I've got this. And um, people were fishing for it. Like they were trying to, trying to get it out of me. I'm like, nah, I'm a steel trap. I'm a vault. I'm a lockdown. Like you can't get anything. And then the day came and I saw my sister in the morning and... Um, I walked over to her big baby belly, like I always did, and I greet my sister. I say, hey, how you doing? And I greet the baby, as I always did. And I said, how is she? <laughs> or he, or she, or he, or she. Oh, I'm just playing. And so the moment comes, the confetti cannon goes off, pink comes up everywhere and she turns to me and she says, you know, I had a feeling it was a girl. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. You could tell it wasn't a surprise because her reaction was a little lackluster. My mom, she went through a phase of surprising um, with birthdays. In fact, every birthday was a surprise. I'm like, we all should have known it was coming. When it came to my 18th, I was like to my mom, don't even try. You've done it so many times. I know it's coming. And so she was like, challenge accepted. And I was like, don't worry. Like, I'll choose. I've chosen all these people to invite. I know the date. My sister sent out the invitations. Now, I do know that they're like, that she's savvy. I do know she, she might be thinking something. So I think maybe they'll change the date on me. I did think this. In fact, when my sister was sleeping, she sent out the invites. I would get up, get her phone, go through her messages just to make sure. Don't judge me, I had to know. But um, she also knows me well enough to know I would do that. So she was deleting. So she, there was no evidence. There was no, so I let, I let it go. I was like, okay, they're really not doing a surprise party. Do it for everyone else, but not for me. And um, the day comes, I'm with my best friend and my sister, like, we're going out for dinner. I'm like, sweet, but we're going to go through, um, we're going to go grab something from your house on the way. I'm like, um, but they said we're late. And I don't like being late. Like, I hate being late. Like, I really hate being late. But so they're like, but we got to go through. I'm like, do we have to if we're running late? They're like, yeah, we do. I'm like, we'll call them and tell them to leave the stuff outside of the house. We call them. And they, they're like, no, no, just come up and get it. And I was like, how rude. Like these people, like we're running late. Do they not understand? And so we get to the house and my friend, you know, everyone has that friend that knows your parents like, like their own, like this, they're like a sister, right? My friend's like, I need to use the bathroom. I'm like, well, go and go get the stuff while you're at it. 
And she's like, no, I can't go alone. I'm like, you know my family, go and get the stuff. And she's being all weird. And I'm like, what is going into you? So now I'm angry, I'm late and we're walking together and she's all walking slow and I'm like, bro. And then so I'm walking up the stairs to my house and I say, I'm, I'm, I'm angry, I, I'm, it's coming out, I'm complaining. What I didn't realise on the other side of that door is 50 of my friends and they can hear everything. And so I'm like, seriously, at least they should unlock the door. I get up and I, I try the door and it is still locked. I'm like, oh, they could have at least unlocked the door. I'm like complaining, I'm angry. And then finally the door opens and 50 of my friends are like, surprise. And I'm like, whoa. And you know, it was a genuine reaction because I wasn't like ready for it. Like, do you know when they fake it and they're like, yeah, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I had no idea. It was so genuine because I was, I was just like, say what? And it's amazing when it comes to our relationship with Jesus, oftentimes we look at Him and we look at the way He lives and we look at, we look at what He does and we're like, whoa, what? It, it is filled with awe. It is filled with wonder. Not always excitement, but awe and wonder and surprise and shock when you look at some of the things Jesus does and you're like, man, I did not see that coming. In fact, Peter, he's out doing his normal thing. He's out doing the thing he was known for. He's a fisherman, right? And Jesus shows up on the shore and He meets him right there. He meets him right there. And Peter's response, so shocked at what Jesus did, so shocked at the miracle was like, whoa, um, in his astonishment, I am a sinner. Like, now I don't know if you know this, and, and, and this particular scene you would have seen mentioned in different parts of the Bible. And when that happens, they do not contradict each other. They simply add to the story. And so, so what is happening, he says, come and follow me. And in this scene, at the same time, Peter is on his knees going, but I am a sinner, get away from me. Because he didn't expect Jesus to show up. See, here's the thing, you know what makes a good surprise? It's unexpected. It is unexpected. And when Jesus showed up that day, it was unexpected. When Jesus extended the invitation to Peter, it was unexpected. So much so it was like, oh, you want me to follow you? Um, do you know me? Like, I'm Peter, like, I'm the sinner. Like, do you know me? Like, are you sure you're asking me? to follow you, but have you seen the things I've done? Have you seen what I'm known for? Have you seen my family? Have you seen my past? Me? Are you sure you mean me? He's like, yeah, yeah, Peter, come and follow me. It's amazing, the Bible says that he loved us while we were still sinners. And here is this picture of Peter being like, oh, but I'm a sinner, are you, are you, did, did you get the right person? But he calls Peter and he calls him, personally, and he calls him to himself so that Peter would walk with him. He wasn't afraid to be seen with the sinner. He wasn't afraid to be seen with Peter. And Peter's like, do you really want me associated with you? 
Do you really want me associated with you? See, sometimes we miss the weight of this invitation because we follow people all the time. We got Instagram, we got TikTok, we simply click a button and we can follow them. Except following, like in our world, is distant. Following is like a distant acquaintance. Following is just like, yeah, I'll scroll through your page and if I like your page and if I like that thing, then I'll follow you. And you don't just follow one person, you follow one among hundreds. There's no devotion, there's no commitment. It's simply just a matter of preference and convenience. That's how we follow people. And guess what? If we don't like what they say the next moment, unfollow. There's no devotion, there's no commitment. But what Jesus was inviting him to was a close companionship. What Jesus was inviting Peter into was relationship. Not a distant idea, not a distant concept in our minds, but close relationship. Close relationship. And we miss the weight of the invitation because sometimes we don't understand what it means to follow. In fact, what it meant for Peter to follow is he would leave some things behind. The way he knew the world was about to change. And the, the things he was known for was about to change. This is everything I've known and suddenly it is the one thing I'm leaving behind. It is the greatest catch of fish. It's the peak of his success and he's leaving it behind. It's everything he's known. And God calls us to follow him. We're like, Oh, but this is everything I've known. But God, I'm in the middle of something. But God, at least let me clean it up first. Like, I mean, I've caught these fish. At least let me tend to it. At least let me shower because I smell. Like, like, God, let me deal with this first. But he, no, immediately they leave those things behind and they follow God. Do you know the things you were known for won't be the things you're known for with Jesus? Because he was known as the fisherman. He was known as the sinner. He was known for his family. Maybe you're known for your career. Maybe you're known for your attitude. Maybe you're known for something. But God will give you something else to be known by. And what He'll give you is His association with Himself. Peter would be known by who he's with. More than what's in his hand, not how much money he owed, not how much money he owned. Come up. He, he would be known by who he was associated with. Well, how do you know this? In fact, later he would go on to deny Jesus and they were like, weren't you the guy that was with him? You're the guy that was with him because that's what he was known for. See, Peter was surprised by this invitation. And what makes a good surprise, it was unexpected. But just because it was unexpected doesn't mean God didn't mean it. God did, it was personal. He was calling Peter to himself. But what also makes a good surprise is a mystery, is the unknown, is not understanding everything. In fact, in Isaiah 55, it says, um, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my thoughts and ways are higher than yours. And in that gap between who God is and what He knows and who we are, there is mystery. There are things we do not understand. There are things that make us scratch our head and say, what? 
In fact, if you've ever read the Bible, if you've ever, you know, considered following Jesus, you may find yourself lacking understanding. But, but don't worry, because the disciples, they, 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 would, they did that all the time. Like, they never got it. They were like, did he say that? Like, I don't really get what he meant by that parable. They're like constantly not understanding what God was saying, of course, because his ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So don't fret if you don't understand, you're in good company. In fact, they would just begin to ask questions. We should ask questions. We should be shocked at some of the things we read. We should be shocked in our relationship with Jesus because we will not understand it all. But the thing is, mystery leaves room for change. You know, if you always got the answers right, if you always knew what you were doing, there'd be no room for change. But when we get things wrong, and we do because there's mystery, we often get things wrong. Peter would get things wrong. His disciples would get things wrong. But in getting things wrong, there is room to shift. There is room to move, to be transformed by what God did. Because Jesus' way was so different, so compelling, so, so different to everything they have known. He was saying things like that, like they're used to, like eye for an eye. They're used to like someone, someone says something bad about me. Well, I'm going to say something bad about them. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he starts talking about forgiveness. He starts talking about turning the other cheek. And you're like, what? That's not what I've known. Like I'm ready. I slap someone. No, no, no. Turn the other cheek. And they're like, no. For real? He starts saying things like the first will be last. And you're like, what? What's he talking about? There's mystery, but there's room for change and there's room for transformation and there's room to allow God to do a work on the inside of you and to allow Him to shift and He begins to shape you into who you are called to be. Some of you next year, that will be through the discipleship intensive. He wants to shape you. Don't be afraid to be wrong. If, in fact, Christians should be so willing to say, I was wrong. We shouldn't be the ones that think we know all the answers, we've got it all together. No, no, Christians should be the ones and the first ones to put up their hand and say, sorry, you know what, I was wrong. See, mystery leaves room for change, but mystery also leaves room for faith. But, but I made a really good plan, Jesus. I made a, it was really good. Like, I, I don't know if you're a planner or organised like me, I like to plan. I'm, I'm checking the weather. I'll make up the whole itinerary. Like, I got this. I've made such a good plan. In fact, I've recently learned Excel, not like Jazz Arnold level, but like I've recently learned Excel and I'm like starting to colour coordinate things. It makes me so happy. I'm like, oh yeah, it's colour coordinated. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling organised. And we're like planning out our 2024 and we're like, Jesus, I got a really good one. It's got colour coordination. It's got a full itinerary. I've checked the weather. In fact, we're so used to doing this, right? Like we, we can check um, how, how long it'll take to get someone. So we're good in our world today at predicting our next step. We, we got all the information at, at, at our fingertips to predict our next step and make sure, we will make sure before we step, it's gonna be a good one. I'll make sure I'm wearing the right clothes. I'll make sure I, I've timed my drive perfectly. And we're like, okay, Jesus, I got it all together. Okay, um, now 
Come and follow me. Come on. I said, come in. Come on. Follow me. And he's like, um, excuse me. Um, I don't know if you know, like, I'm king of kings and uh, my, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I'm just saying, I'm, I think I'm a little bit better at this. And you're like, are you sure though? Because I made a really good one. He's like, no, 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 I, I, I'm telling you, I, I think I'm actually a little bit better at this. Come and follow me. And we, we start asking Jesus to come and follow me. Come and bless my plans. Yeah, I've got it all together. Come on, come on, Jesus. Come and bless my plans here. Come and make it happen. I've got a really good dream. Come on, make it happen. He's like, no, no, no. Come and follow me. See, mystery leaves room for faith. I wonder the last time you knew that that was a step of faith. It wasn't a step that you predicted. It wasn't a step that you had all the answers to. It wasn't, but it was a step of faith. When was the last time you can confidently say that was a step of faith? You know, mystery also leaves room for awe and wonder. You see, when I was approaching Christmas when I was a kid, I'd just go into my mum's wardrobe, get out all my Christmas presents and try them on. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see what it would be like. But come Christmas Day, I rob myself the awe. I rob myself of the wonder because I've already experienced it. We want, we, want, we want to rob ourselves of the mystery. We want to have all the answers, but we rob ourselves of the joy and the awe and the wonder. You know, they're chilling with Jesus on this boat one time and it's like storming, like it's bad, like it's, it's real messy. Uh, they should be scared. They should be anxious. And Jesus calms the wind and the waves. He just tells them, like, shut up. And the wind and the waves obey Jesus. And they're like astonished. They're in awe. They begin to want, even the wind and waves obey Him. There was room for awe and wonder. They see Him heal a paralytic man. They were gripped with awe and wonder. Because in our relationship with Jesus, what you'll find is He's full of surprises. You'll find at every turn, you're going, whoa, I didn't know He could do that. Whoa, I didn't know He could calm that. I didn't know He could do that inside of me. I didn't know He could love me like that. Oh, whoa, Jesus. At every turn you'll find in your relationship with Jesus, it's filled with awe and wonder. It's filled with the unexpected. It's filled with mystery. What also makes a good surprise is there's a next step. If you've ever done a scavenger hunt, there's always this next clue. What's next? What's next? What's next? You know, with Jesus, He's always got next. He's always got your next step. You, you, you get stressed out because you don't think He's thinking ahead. I guarantee He is. In fact, the places you go and the things you do will be so unexpected and such a surprise. You'll say, me? I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could go there. I didn't know You'd give me the authority there. Oh man, I didn't know I had what it took, but it was Him. And the places you go and the things you do will surprise you because He's got your next step. And when you take that one, He's got the next one. He's really good at this. 
really good at planning. And what is the response of people around them? Well, they begin to be filled with awe and wonder as they see what Jesus was doing through them. You see, what God did in them, when they left room for the change and and left room for the mystery, He began to shift and shape them. And then they began to be empowered to do what Jesus did. And God begins to do things through them. And the response of people around them is like, whoa, I didn't know He could do that. I think following Jesus is the adventure of a lifetime. You never would have thought the places you would end up. You couldn't have planned it in in your perfect colour coordinated way, some of the things you would do. But in God's hands, it's amazing what you'll do. And people will look at you and they'll go, what, that person now looks like that? I was talking to a young man the other day and he, um, he was a boxer and, and just recently, he's like 16, he, he, he gets saved, radically saved. He says yes to following Jesus. And he, he, he was a boxer because there was so much anger on the inside of him. There was so much anger stored up on the inside of him. And he said, I feel like God's telling me to stop boxing. He goes, my coach won't get it because he's pretty good. My coach won't understand it, but I re- he goes, because the anger is gone. Suddenly He has allowed God to do something on the inside of Him. He's allowed the mystery to begin to shape Him and mould Him into who God has had. And, and, and I'm, I'm at youth the other night and I begin to pray over these two people I didn't realise were His friends. And I begin to talk about their future and God's hope for them and God's future for them. And I'm having a conversation with them later. And they say, yeah, he's, he's our friend. And what I found in their tone, and as they talked about this friend, awe and wonder. Why they were there that night was because of this man and his testimony and his experience with God and letting God shape him as he followed him with complete devotion. And they were filled with awe and wonder going, if it can happen for him, maybe God will want us too. He's got your next step and you'll never guess the places He'll take you. At every turn, you'll be surprised. At every turn, you'll be thankful. At every turn, you'll be wondering, wow, I couldn't have planned this. Sometimes I'm like, I, I couldn't, I mean, I wouldn't even come close to, to the, all the intricacies involved in God's plan the things behind the scene that He's setting up and organising for you. He goes before you. You see, His plan is, and He goes before you. He's setting things up for you. So the best of your plans fall short of God's plan because His thoughts are higher than your thoughts and His ways are higher than your ways. It's the adventure of a lifetime. And I look back on the last 10 years of my life and I'm convinced it's been full of surprises. 
I'm convinced His goodness has surprised me at every turn. I'm convinced it was the best decision I've ever made. I'm convinced of His goodness. I'm convinced of my future, that it's in His hands. I'm convinced He will still be my provider. I'm convinced He'll be my healer. I'm convinced He will restore me. I'm convinced He'll bring restoration to areas around me. I'm convinced of His goodness in my world and I'm convinced it can impact the worlds around me. And so it is with you. And I wouldn't wanna close this without giving you the opportunity to accept His invitation to know you, to know Him. Because His invitation is personal. And you might be thinking, well, I'm in the middle of something. Well, I'm known for this. So this is what I'm known for. This is what I have. But I, I, I don't know if it's for me. Can I tell you tonight that invitation is personal. And in a room full of hundreds, you know, He would pick you out, call you by name. He wouldn't miss you for a second. He wouldn't overlook you. Maybe even as I'm talking right now, you're like, wow, it does feel personal. It does feel like God's speaking to me right now. I believe you're not here by accident. I believe He's gone before you. And tonight, He just wanted to let you know you're loved. Loved why you were still a sinner, why you still didn't have it together, why you didn't have anything to offer. That's, he, he loves you there. And He's saying, hey, come and follow me. Come and follow me. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a prayer all together as one big family because we're gonna help each other out. And this prayer is really helping us say, yes, I'll follow you. And so why don't you all across this room, close your eyes and bow your heads just for a moment of privacy. Why don't you repeat after me, dear Jesus, thank You that You love me. Thank You that You gave Your life up for me. Tonight I say yes, I wanna follow You. I wanna do life with You. I wanna be transformed by You. And I put my future in Your hands. Walk with me each and every day. While all eyes are still closed and all heads are still bowed, I just believe that some people prayed that prayer and you thought to yourself, man, I meant that. Man, that felt personal. I felt like God was talking to me tonight. Man, I wanna know Him. I wanna walk with Him. In a moment, I'm gonna count to three and I'm just gonna ask you to do a very simple thing and simply raise your hand just so I can recognise you and so I can pray with you. And so if across this place, maybe you're even thinking, maybe you're thinking, you know, I followed Jesus, but it was like one among hundreds. He was just a preference. He was just a thing on the side. It it was not my whole heart. It was not my whole devotion. But tonight I say yes. And when I say yes, I look at the story of Peter. I want the devotion. I want the commitment. I wanna know Him personally. And so if that's you tonight and you're like, man, I wanna follow Him. And that was personal. I'm gonna count to three. And if that's you, why don't you just raise your hand? One, He loves you. Two, He's got plans and purposes for you. And three, you're safe in His hands. If that's you, why don't you just give me a quick wave in this moment? He's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. Many people around this place have accepted this invitation and they've said, He's been so good to me. He's been so good to me. Is there anyone in this place saying yes to Jesus? 
Just a quick raise in the hand and then you can put it right back down once I've noticed it. So good. So good. Amazing. 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 Well, I'm going to pray a prayer over them. In Jesus' Name, God, we just thank You. God, we thank You for these people. Lord, we thank You for our hearts tonight. Lord, we just, we just give them to You to complete devotion, to follow You wholeheartedly. And we ask that You would do what only You could do in us. That You would shape us and transform us. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.